or their leadership teams fully into the transition from industrial thinking to service thinking. I speculate that the manufacturing-derived quality movement of recent years, for all its success in teaching us how to fabricate and assemble things better, has actually retarded our movement into service and customer value thinking. For too many businesses, employees are still just part of the machinery. For too many, the customer is to be standardized right too many airlines are still really in the freight business, even though the freight happens to be alive. Too many hospitals act like assembly line factories rather than places of caring and healing. Too many brokerage firms, insurance companies, and financial institutions are still operating as document factories rather than customer value-producing cultures. And too many government organizations are still procedure mills rather than customer value advocates. You will find evidence of all that and more, both good and bad, in the pages that follow. But that's not all. Although he is a well-credentialed journalist, Dick Schaff hasn't stopped at being a reporter. Writing as an analyst as well, he advances a strong, sensible, and unifying point of view to create a context in which to explore the very valuable database of business information he has compiled and analyzed. His discussion of customer empowerment spotlights a key issue that offers both promise and pain for business leaders. Likewise, his focus on the increasing complexity of the customer relationship explores a seldom-acknowledged blind spot in business-to-business -business value chains. Customers often have customers of their own, and his look at the way today's businesses have to balance the needs of multiple, disparate customer entities — customer partners, shareholders, stakeholders, constituents, call them what you like requires some very new thinking processes. These are rough-and-tumble times for all businesses. With so many American industries struggling against stagnation at home and fierce competition globally, we must get serious about doing business in a new way. We must exploit the full potential of strategic customer focus, which means aligning the strategy, people, and systems of the organization around the success premise of customer value. Toward that end, Dick Schaff has not only done a wonderful job of organizing and presenting a wealth of detailed information, more than that, he has put it into a pragmatics really useful. Keeping the edge provides a much-needed push in the direction all of our businesses need to go. San Diego, California, June 1995 Introduction Keeping What Edge? This book is not what it started out to be. When I proposed it in early 1993, the concept was deceptively simple, a follow-up to the book I co-authored in 1989, The Service Edge, 101 Companies That Profit From Customer Care. That earlier book had taken a tactical look at the state of the service art in the late 80s. By combining case studies of 101 noteworthy companies with some expert front-end analysis, we had provided the first broad-ranging, in-depth evidence of who was doing what right in a service economy that, at the time, was generally regarded as lackluster at best. In the vernacular, The Service Edge was a beauty contest book. It laid out five basic operating principles common to our exemplary companies, then described the businesses, often going three or four deep in an industry sector, and the tactics they employed to implement them. The five principles. 1. 
Listen, understand, and respond to customers. 2. Define superior service and establish a service strategy. 3. Set standards and measure performance. 4. Select, train, and empower employees to work for the customer. And 5. Recognize and reward accomplishment. Our criteria were both scientific and anecdotal. We figured good service made customers happy enough to come back again, while it also made money for the business. Consequently, we looked for companies that were generating both customer accolades and strong business results. Because those companies were willing to let us inside the walls to see how they did what they did, the resulting narrative was, in the words of Tom Peters, who wrote the foreword, chock-a-block with examples. But it's the nature of such books, and beauty contests in general, that we don't go back. Sure, every year or five we may hold another...